Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Good Risings. I'm Brian, and this is Grateful Grains. Welcome back. This week, we're taking a closer look at what it means to be human. We got it started yesterday with our ability to perceive. Today, it's our ability to connect. Yesterday, we explored the idea that everyone has, at the very least, a slightly different perception of the world around them, a slightly different understanding of reality. Today, we're taking a look at the impact we can have on other people's perception through our connection to one another. It might be the melding of perceptions or the collision of perceptions, but on the other side, two people are often left changed, whether for the worse or better. The first and most obvious impact one human being's perception has on another's is, of course, within the family unit. Most notably, parents to children, but also grandparents to children and aunts and uncles to children. We mentioned yesterday that our minds subconsciously take in everything around us and immediately label it. We understand each and everything from an object to an emotion by way of a lifetime's worth of filters or lived experiences. These are the things that paint the world around us with all the hues of our own context. As we get older, more and more begins to feel commonplace or not noteworthy. And so it's easy to remain in a state of autopilot, seeing, judging, and concluding without bringing much awareness to those subconscious mechanisms we've spent a lifetime building. On the other hand, when we're young, lots of things are novel or new. Children are experiencing objects and colors, sounds, events, activities, and people for the first time or for the first few times. They're not only learning new words and shapes and the ABCs, but also the context of events. They're learning how to respond to emotion. They're learning body language. They're learning how to engage with other human beings. They're assigning meaning to everything around them. It's no surprise that the primary adults in their lives are the ones they're likely learning these things from. These formative years become the foundation of how we'll perceive the world into adulthood, and in some cases, for the rest of our lives. It can be the tools that help us remain positive and grateful, or it can be the perception that the world is out to break us down. What many in the healing process come to find is that they're tasked with getting in touch with those roots, developing a better understanding of why they're there, and oftentimes accepting the flaws of the people who planted those seeds. From there, we can begin to re-educate ourselves as from scratch. We slowly work new understandings into our subconscious by seeking out new experiences and remaining open-minded. We bring awareness to our snap judgments and begin to apply critical thinking in any instance we can muster presence. Slowly but surely, we can separate from what was and make something entirely new of our subconscious. That is, after all, one of the great endeavors of life, to take what we're given and grow from it, grow beyond it. 
and pass something better to the next generation so that they can grow even further beyond that. Part of the power of consciousness is that we're experiencing it together. We are innately and inextricably tied to one another in that way. We can't set out to change one another, but at the very same time, we should absolutely be aware of the power that we have in the lives of those around us. Not just the people we love and hold dear, but also any given stranger on the street. We've all experienced those moments when the warm smile of a stranger changes the trajectory of our day or flips our negative mood on its head. A gratitude practice is a surefire way to emanate that kind of positivity. But it's not just about the easy holding of a door or the extra engaged smile. It's also how we handle interactions with those that we're at odds with. Instead of being so deeply set in our ways, we allow each moment to be an opportunity to re-examine what we actually know. Even if we come to the same conclusion, we see the world like a child. We create opportunities to experience things for the first time. And we look for new lessons, new thoughts, new ideas in the mundane. Thanks so much for joining us here on Grateful Grains. You can find us on Instagram at Good Risings, or you can find me at B McMuffin. We'll be back again tomorrow for day three of our week on being human. Until then, remember, a better tomorrow starts with today. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio.